everybody, and welcome into Gamecock Central Radio. It's Emerson Phillips joined by Gamecock legend Kip Balknight for a baseball report today. The Gamecocks 2-1 after the first series of the Mark Kingston era against VMI this past weekend. And the Gamecocks have two midweek games this week. It'll be Tuesday at 4 o'clock against North Florida. And then Wednesday's game also set for a 4 o'clock start at Founders Park against Winthrop. The Gamecocks on a 10-game homestand to open the 2018 campaign. And my partner Kip Balknight providing color commentary for Gamecock Baseball on the SEC Network, and he and Birch Antley will have the call of Wednesday's game against Winthrop, 4 o'clock start again on the SEC Network Plus. So, Kip, uh, welcome in. Good to have you, and congratulations on getting the TV job, man. Very excited for you. Yeah, thank you so much. It's uh, um, definitely was fun to uh, start the Mark Kingston era on uh, SEC Network, and uh, unfortunately the Gamecocks lost the first game but ended up having a very solid weekend, and, and winning two out of three, and um, it's a new era, and um, excited about the team, and you know, look forward to seeing what the rest of the season holds. Kip, I uh, wanted to get your impressions on the team, and I know it's just the first series of the new season, but uh, the Gamecocks fell to VMI seven to six on Friday. Kind of a strange ball game with that uh, situation with the hit batter in the fourth inning. So, kind of a strange set of circumstances in that fourth inning, and. You know, credit to VMI for winning the ball game. They held off a late Gamecock rally to win, but then the Gamecocks got it in gear really Saturday with a seven to two win, and then nine to nothing on Sunday. The Gamecocks won. So, uh, just wanted to get your overall impressions of the team. You know, starting pitching, bullpen. The Gamecocks hit for power, something that uh, you know we've been hearing during the off season that they would try to do more of this year, and I thought they did that in the first weekend of the season. Yeah, they did. You know, Adam Hill was snake bitten a little bit in that fourth inning uh, after getting what he thought was a inning ending two six three double play and having to come back out after a couple minutes and uh, you know ended up giving up a four spot and uh, tough tough uh, outing for him but I did see um, you know signs of brilliance we saw signs of Adam Hill at his best and definitely uh, with frontline stuff uh, he just got into hitters count too much I mean he was you know, falling behind uh, hitters uh, for the for the most part, uh, but he did have signs uh, of throwing. You know, getting really uh, ahead of hitters at times, and when he did that, he could be dominant. Uh, and I expect to see that more moving forward. Uh, and and um, you know, but from a hitting standpoint, I think the Gamecocks. I think it was obvious that. Uh, that their approach was much better, in my opinion. I think they were, you know, they were very selective but aggressive, if you can say that. I mean, they were working and getting into hitters' counts, and but they had good approaches. I mean, the, the only thing that you look back on, especially in that game on Friday, for me, is there was an instance where they had second and third and one out, and corner infield was playing in, but middle infield playing back and you need a sack fly or ground ball to short or something and they just weren't able to execute manufacturing a little bit but again you know first game uh, it was a good game uh, offensively I think all weekend they were other than leaving you know a lot of runners in scoring positions uh, they definitely hit for some power and um, I think this will be a fun team to watch I think I think the moxie of this team. They played with a little chip on their shoulder. It reminded me of, of uh, really and truly what Ray Tanner built 
here at South Carolina and a team that just wanted to win and, and were, were going to battle and, and play their hardest every single out for every single game. And that's what this team's got to do. I, I think, you know, they're, they're probably a couple hitters and maybe a couple pitchers away from being uh, maybe the – the hunted, if you will. I mean, the, the team that it should go to Omaha, but this is a team that could sneak up and bite you. I really think so. I think this is a team that could, uh, you know, play play a little tick golf, if you will, because of the season they had a year ago. And uh, no telling what's going to happen. I know one thing, they're prepared. Uh, this is a team that is absolutely well coached, in my opinion, and they're prepared and they're hungry. And, um, even when you win and you win national championships, I still think you have to play with that edge. And I just don't know if we saw that the last couple of years with Gamecock baseball. So overall, my impressions were it was very exciting. There were some great appearances by relievers throughout the weekend, and uh, certainly some good, good, uh, good to see the bats, uh, you know, swinging it a little bit and hitting the ball out of the ballpark. Yeah, John Gilreath turned in perhaps uh, the performance of the first game of the series with four shutout innings of relief coming in for Adam Hill. 7,384 watched the Gamecocks uh, lose to VMI 7-6 to on the Friday in the season opener. Game time temperature was 81 degrees, so we had fantastic weather really all weekend for this series with VMI. The Gamecocks scored four runs in the bottom of the first on Friday. Madison Stokes with an RBI double. Jonah Bride hit a two-run home run. Hill took the loss, like Kip said, four innings, five hits, seven runs, and six strikeouts. And then Gilreath came in with the four shutout innings of relief, gave up just three hits. And a lot of folks were talking about John Gilreath and the fantastic performance that he had after the ball game. So, Kip, that strange situation in the fourth where the batter was hit by pitch, but it was initially ruled that the ball had hit the handle of the bat and it was in play, and the Gamecocks thought they'd gotten that guy out, but they end up, after the umpire conference, awarding him first base, and then VMI hits a home run. They hit two home runs in that fourth inning, and uh, really just a, a bizarre situation, really, that uh, the Gamecocks were not able to overcome. But Carolina did regroup on Saturday and Sunday, the Gamecocks won 7-2 to Saturday, hit three home runs in the ballgame, had another good first inning, three runs in the first. Madison Stokes homered in the third, Hunter Taylor homered in the fourth, and Stokes hit his second home run of the ballgame, a mammoth shot in the fifth inning. It was Stokes' first multi-home run game. Cody Morris, the winning pitcher, five and two-thirds innings, six strikeouts, two earned runs, and Sawyer Bridges closed out the ball game with 1.2 innings of scoreless relief and two strikeouts. And then a 9 to nothing Gamecock win on Sunday. Ridge Chapman worked five innings, one hit ball for Chapman, and Chris Cullen hit a three-run home run for the Gamecocks. So, Kip, you talked about the bullpen for the weekend, 12 and a third innings of work, zero runs allowed, and 11 strikeouts, and the bullpen very strong over the weekend. Yeah, they were, Emerson, and uh, you missed John Gilry first. He was the first out, which I thought was a, a, a pretty impressive for a young man that literally should be in a senior year of high school right now playing to be the first out of the bullpen and coming in a game that was, I believe, 7-5 to five at the time and uh, just absolutely shoved. I mean, he was – dynamic he was uh trusting his stuff throwing strikes attacking the hitters and uh the only thing i can say is you know it takes a lot to impress me like he did in the very first outing and in my opinion we're looking at a young man that could 
I mean, I, I'd have no problem starting him on a Friday night in the SEC. That's how impressed I was with him. Now, obviously, the coaching staff is, has a plan for him. You know, he's 17 years old. Uh, I'm certainly not trying to start anything. And Adam Hill is going to be fine. Uh, I, I'm certainly confident that, um, you know, the pitching coach is going to do a wonderful job of working with him and, and uh, you know, working on continuing to get him to pound the zone and trust his stuff. But what John Gillery did was, was outstanding. He showed three pitches that he could throw off for strikes, and he commanded the strike zone and attacked the hitters. And, uh, you know, he just needs to trust his stuff. He's getting a start tonight, which is uh, obviously um, uh, great. And then he'll be available on the weekend again this weekend. So I think it's one of those scenarios where, uh, the sky's the limit for him. If he goes out and continues to impress and do well, and if there's an opportunity, I, I, I can't imagine the coaching staff not uh, feeling confident in putting him in the rotation. But having said that, the starter on Saturday and Sunday both did okay and, and well. And like I said, Adam Hill showed signs of what we expect to see from Adam Hill. So they're certainly not going to jump the gun, I'm sure. But uh, it's a great, great um one of the great relievers we saw this weekend. It's very positive for the Gamecocks. Gilry, 5'11", 191 pounds, freshman from Northwestern High School in Rock Hill, South Carolina. One of the more talked about players after his strong performance on Friday. And, Kip, if there was one downside to the weekend, aside from the, the one-run loss on Friday, it was that the Gamecocks struck out 28 times this weekend. Yeah, you know, they, they did. Um, but they also had a, a decent amount of walks. Um, I think the only adjustment uh, that, that the coaching staff will probably want to make is talk about shortening up a little bit with two strikes and trying to put the ball in play in a, in a couple of scenarios, like I mentioned before, um, manufacturing some of those runs. But, you know, when you got teams that can hit the ball out of the ballpark and drive the ball, uh, when that's your approach, it's, it's kind of tough to have both, best of both worlds, if you will. Uh, you want to give your guys freedom uh, to swing the bat. I mean, we saw that in the – I can't remember what inning it was on Friday, but Madison Stokes had a 3-0 count, and then he got the green light and rips the double down the left field line. That was just outstanding. I mean, that shows, number one, that – Madison has earned the respect of his coach that he is seeing the ball well enough and he's disciplined enough, um, and he's got a chance to, to make something happen there. And uh, I just think that's uh, a huge, huge step uh, to something we hadn't seen in several years. So, I mean, the strikeouts are concerning, but I will say this, VMI has had some good arms. I mean, that was a team that very much impressed me uh, quite frankly, I think that is a team that could sneak up and make regionals for sure. I mean, they, they they had a lot of good arms. They ran out probably six or seven relievers in the game Friday, and I think five or six of them threw the ball 90 miles an hour or more. Uh, they had some good arms, and um, and they'll make adjustments with that. But I, I don't mind the strikeouts as much, uh, especially whenever they're able to – if they can score the runs they're scoring – They'll win a lot of games because I think they'll definitely pitch well enough to uh, to hold teams at bay if they could score. Starting pitching solid for South Carolina this past weekend, and the bullpen was fantastic, Kip. It seems like the Gamecocks are going to have a lot of options in terms of pitching and a lot of different combinations that uh, Mark Kingston and Skyler Mead will have to work with. So as we look ahead to the two midweek games this week, 
who will the Gamecocks start Tuesday against North Florida and then Wednesday against Winthrop? A lot of folks talking about uh, the depth of the pitching after this uh, series win against VMI to open the year. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's, you know, starting two freshmen tonight and tomorrow. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I, and I think there's still some guys that, that they've got, you know, that they want to still see, still see throw that, that are going to be guys. I mean, they know that they're going to need, you know, eight, nine, ten guys to be able to try to make a run at the postseason. And um, it's, it's good that they're getting those innings of work now, and hopefully with the offense they can get up to some leads and be able to get some guys some extra work that maybe they wouldn't be able to, uh, you know, if, if they're in a two-to-one game. So, uh, you know, that all that's exciting. I think it was an overall successful weekend for the Gamecocks, and even though they lost that first game, I think it was, it was great to see them respond the way they did Saturday and Sunday. Kip, talk about working the TV broadcast. What was that like for you? And talk about uh, how that came to be. It was fun. You know, um, I had filled in for Trey Dyson a couple years ago, I don't know, a handful of times, and worked with Derek Scott then and um, uh, got a chance to to meet and and know Birch Antley a little bit um, over the weekend. And uh, it it was fun. It was exciting. Just, you know, a little awkward. I mean, I get a call. I don't know, Monday or Tuesday, the week before the, the season started and um, get asked to do it. And obviously Trey Dyson being one of my best friends in the world and former teammate. So that part was a little awkward. But um, other than that, it was, uh, I thought, a good broadcast. And, um, you know, I'm still learning on the fly, obviously. So I'm still asking folks to give me good criticism and uh, let me know if there's things I should say or shouldn't say. And uh, But it, it, it's something that comes pretty natural to me, I think. You know, just trying to, let Birch do what he's really good at and, and me try to give the audience a, a perspective from a former player's standpoint and someone that maybe sees some things that maybe the average fan doesn't see. So uh, I think I think it was an overall success. I think it was a, it's certainly a um, an, an honor to be a part of the broadcast. I've known Birch Antley for many years, and he and I worked uh, high school basketball together on Monday of this week. We were over in Sumter working the same high school basketball tournament, and I asked him what it was like working with you, and he said you were fantastic. And he said that you're a natural, and we both agreed that if anybody was ever born to do color commentary for baseball on television, that it would be you. So uh, Birch said great things about you, and I know he's looking forward to working with you the rest of the year. So very excited to hear that you get an opportunity with the SEC Network. And the Gamecocks have two midweek games again this week, 4 o'clock Tuesday at Founders Park against North Florida. And then on the SEC Network Plus on Wednesday, 4 o'clock first pitch, Birch Antley and Kip Balknight will have the call for the SEC Network Plus. So great news, Kip, and a good start to the year for Gamecock baseball. And we look forward to talking more Gamecock baseball with you here throughout the season on Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks very much. Thank you, Emerson. Go Gamecock. All right, that's Kip Balknight. He won the 2000 Golden Spikes Award, and that's college baseball's version of the Heisman Trophy. And Kip Balknight will be with us all season long here on Gamecock Central Radio, and you can see him on TV on the SEC Network this year covering the Gamecocks. So that'll wrap it up for today's edition of GCR. We'll come back later in the week, and we'll preview the Charleston Southern Series coming up this weekend. Gamecocks at home Friday, Saturday, and Sunday against Charleston Southern. And Kip and I will come back later in the week to talk about it on Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for being with us.